Welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast. This is Wes Morgan. Listen, everyday people operate under habits and mindsets that prevents growth. This podcast is here to address those habits and mindsets and dismantle negative stigmas. We truly believe that if you start with the mind, everything can be renewed. Let's go. It's another day for your mind to be renewed. My name is Wes Morgan, and welcome to the Everything Renewed Podcast, and thank you for joining us. Today, I have a special guest, none other than my own beautiful wife joining me in the studios. Hi, babe. Hello. Oh, I should say Artina since everybody don't know babe, you know. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you really didn't have a choice, but I appreciate it anyway, you know. No, it... Seriously, I we I'm just gonna kick it today. Not trying to be all formal, but uh, the last couple of segments, I I interviewed a lot of uh, influential women uh, that I know, but you stand alone in your own category. You are my number one, and I wanted to end this segment of inter- interviewing uh, some of the ladies with you. Um, because I believe you have a lot of great insight to share. So let's break the ice. Um, typically, I will ask, you know, the everything renewed question of like, what's something you would like to see changed in our world? But you was on our first show, so we have to kind of change this up. So tell our audience a fun fact about you, something that we don't know. <laughs> okay. Um... A fun fact about me, I don't know if it's fun, but um, I am an introverted person. Most people know that about me, but um, I recharge in silence. So usually it's around the time, like the first bit of silence I get once the kids go to bed and um, you may or may not be home yet. And I just take that time to just kind of sit in silence and I just that gives me life. <laughs> that's that's how I recharge. You recharge by silence? Yes, I need quiet because in our household, I live with a bunch of extroverted, high volume people. Um, and so I just need a few moments of quiet and, and then I'm good. Hmm. I can speak to that, but I, <laughs> so, um, Let's let's jump right into our topic. I want to talk today a little bit about finding your voice. And um, the reason why I invited you to the show or demanded that you be on the show uh, is the fact that watching you be a mom um, and you're a beautiful um, mom and stuff to our kids and how you run our household. Um, of course, an amazing wife, you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader. Um, um, you very active in ministry. You have leadership roles there. Um, just an awesome, well-rounded person. Amen. Am I getting my brownie points? Thank you. <laughs> oh, you, yes, absolutely. You're beautiful. You sexy and all of that. Keep good going. Stuff. Keep going. No. <laughs> okay. And so, and but I watch you in all of these different roles. And uh, sometimes, um, in my opinion, life can really throw a lot of curveballs at you, which um, will either make you question your voice or think you have even lost it. So let's start off with what are some ways in which uh, your voice can be hindered as a person? 
What would you say to that? Well, speaking from kind of the perspective of the whole mom-wife thing, um, I think you can get distracted by things that are like legit, urgent, and important. And you just you just forget about your own stuff. Um, I think as women, we're fed messages that say we must be good at our roles. And then we focus on that. But, you know, being a good wife, being a good mother, a good employee, you kind of get lost in the roles and then you forget about yourself. Um, yeah, like I, I think about my own voice and um, and I kind of liken my voice to my self-talk, you know, and my self-talk went from verbalizing dreams and what I wanted to do to logistics. Got to pick this child up from here at this time. Um, what time do you get off work? Do you think you can pick up so-and-so? Like that was my self-talk, trying to figure things out in my mind as opposed to the other things that were like important to me personally. Does that make sense? Yeah. So basically saying like your voice is hindered through your obligations, the roles mm-hmm. that you fulfill or have to fulfill. Yes. Okay. So when we talk about finding your voice, how how do a person find their voice? And maybe you can even define like the concept of having a voice like so how do you find find your voice and maybe give us a definition? Okay, um, I don't think you actually ever lose your voice. Like you always have a voice. It's just, um, you know, you can get so caught up in things, uh, in, in other things and you just don't tend to the things that matter to you personally. Um, I think you actually taught me that at some point, you know, you don't tend to it. <laughs> you listen to me? The things that you don't tend to tend to fall on the wayside. And mm-hmm. so um, if I'm so focused on the kids and I'm focused on all the, the obligations that are attached to um, those lovely, wonderful blessings of ours, um, just the kind of the mundane things Um, And I don't tend to my own dreams, my own desires, my own ambitions. Um, And then they kind of get lost. So that's that's a good point because we don't have an option, right? You're mom. Right. Like I said, they're legit important things. Like they're they're things that can't be um, put off. And so it's not... um, a bad thing that you know I'm making sure our children are fed and alive uh, but uh, a lot of times I think as mothers as women we can kind of get so consumed with other people's stuff other people's important things um, that we forget the important things things that are important to us how do we handle the different voices that are in our head Okay, so you started off, you said, well, you got to recognize that you have a voice. Great. But some of us are listening to different voices, meaning that there are people in our lives or things that we do that influence the voice in which we respond to. Right. And so 
finding your voice sometimes can be very challenging when our when we have different voices going on in our head. Speak to speak to ways in which we can clarify which voice to respond to. Because like you just said, hey, I got to feed the kids. I got to pick them up. I got to do this. And yeah, I'm a wife. I got to fulfill all these roles. But those to me sometimes can present different challenges or different voices. So how can we clarify like the voice that we should be uh, living our lives by? Does that make sense? Um, so <laughs> not to sound like we have just like all these different voices going on in our heads, because is, is there a name for that? Yes, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> um, so uh, what I think you're asking is how do we maintain our own, the things that are important to us as we're managing all the things that are important to other people? We can roll with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think it's just a matter of making time for it. Um, you just have to, sometimes it's just recognizing that you're in a certain season. So when our children were first born, um, and I, and I know that there are some, you know, amazing women who can do just seem to be able to just manage everything with a newborn at home, but me, myself, uh, that was a difficult thing to do, um, but that doesn't didn't mean that just because while our children, while we were still waking up in the middle of the night feeding them and doing all those things, that what was important to me wasn't, you know, just didn't matter. It just meant that there was something more urgent and important at the time. And so, um, to answer your question sometimes it's just a matter of recognizing the season that you're in. It's just a time to focus on one thing, but promise yourself, make a commitment to yourself to return to the things that are important um, to you personally. And yeah, I think that that's really what it is. You kind of have to make a commitment to yourself um, and continue to remind yourself that uh, your voice your ambitions, the things that are important to you, they matter, they're important. Um, and it's not taking away from anyone else when you give to that part of you, that makes sense. Yeah, so in that same vein, now follow me for a second. In that same vein, I was speaking to someone today and they, they got some bad news. They didn't um, pass a test that they took and um, this person started to talk about a lot of the I can'ts, like this is difficult. And so when, when I think about finding your voice, and I just said we have a lot of different voices in our head. I wasn't more so referring to, you know, the diagnosis and all that stuff uh, I do. But however, I'm speaking to the doubt, the self-doubt, right? Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to the, the experiences that kind of causes us to question our voice because of the situation. Like you said, hey, like you you talked about our babies and, you know, when they were born, 
but at the same time, and again, we'll leave this for season two, you left out your entire story, which this is not the uh, show for that, but that will question your voice. That will make you kind of, you know, respond like to, or that will put you in a position to try to figure out which voice to respond to because of the situation that you were in. So what I'm saying here is that we, oftentimes we get so lost in life to where things are happening and the voices that we hear is a reflection of our daily life. Mm-hmm. And so it's a reflection, the voice of failure, right? The voice of I quit, the voice of I I can't do this, the voice of this is too challenging for me, the voice of I'm scared, right? So with those type voices, how do we find ours? And I And I heard you say like, you know, stay true to who you are, but sometimes that's challenging because who we are sometimes is redefined based upon what has happened to us. So then in that moment, how do we find, how do we stick to finding our voice? I think we just have to remember, um, there's a quote by Toni Morrison and she says, you are not the work you do, you are the person you are. Say that again. You are not the work you do, you are the person you are. And so when I'm in the middle of the night about to cry because this baby will not stop crying or this baby will not go to sleep, um, that doesn't mean that I'm a failure. I'm not the work that I do. I am the person that I am. And so um, recognizing that your circumstances don't define who you are and you live and die by the words that you speak. And so um, it's definitely a practice. You have to practice either not saying the words that you mentioned about being a failure or this being too challenging. You have to practice saying the truth, what, 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 What is the truth in the situation? Um, what are the facts? That's what you always tell me. Well, what are the facts? <laughs> because we look at, um, we, we, we focus a lot on how we feel like in the moment and the facts don't always line up with how we're feeling. And so it's just definitely a practice. That's a muscle that has to be worked on a regular basis in order for it to be, um, to, to help us, uh, but there's power in our tongue. And so our voices um, are inherently strong no matter which side of the coin. So whether we're speaking negative things, our voice is strong in the negative. And if we're speaking positive things, our voices are strong in the positive. That's a very powerful statement. And you just said something so powerful and I don't even know if you recognize what you just said because it doesn't matter what you say, negative or positive can determine the outcome. And like you, and I'm kind of just rephrasing what you said, already said, but if we are always speaking negative or speaking to that aspect, or that's not what you said, but if, if we're always speaking to the emotional side of things, right? 
that's how we lose our voice Mm -hmm. because our emotions change. I feel, you know, I can feel one way and then five minutes later, I feel a complete different way. So our voice, and this is what I see a lot of times, our voice is being defined on how we feel, but it's not factual. So when you say find truth or allow your voice to speak to the truth, like I will hear a lot of rebuttal to say, well, how I feel is the truth, right? And Go ahead. You just going to say something? Well, right. So you may truly feel what you're feeling in the moment, but the reason you feel that way may not be factual. Mm. So going back to my example, if I'm just having an emotional breakdown because my child won't go to sleep, I'm not and, and I'm having these thoughts of doubt, you know, what, you know, if I was a good parent, I'd be able to put this baby to sleep. That thought is what's making me feel that emotion. Not that the, not the true fact that this is a baby, you know, they're fussy and they can't verbalize to me what's wrong. And so they're crying and they can't go to sleep because something is uncomfortable in their body and and this is how they're responding. Those are the facts, but my emotions are making me think, oh, I must not be a good parent because of this. And so that's the falsehood. That's what we're believing, um, the the lie that we're believing um, in that situation. Yeah, and and so part part of to this segment um, again, we have picked this up in season two, but um, another reason why I wanted you to really speak to this to this aspect of finding your voice is I have watched you for all fit, 17 years we've been together, 15 being married, right? January 23rd, we started dating and got married August 6th. I know my dates come on West, right? So, so I've watched you go through so many different challenges, right? So Um, And being an introvert, you always held your voice, but when you speak, you're very powerful. And I often rely on the power of your voice and you often keep your voice. I wouldn't agree with that. I don't keep my voice. Okay. I contemplate what I'm going to say. Hmm. Because I believe that words are powerful and that's my only way to communicate to you and so I don't want to say something that I don't mean so I'm going to carefully choose my words so you say you contemplate I think about what I want to say um prior to just blurting it out um because like I said I think that words are powerful they have meaning and I don't want to say anything that I don't mean um, and, and I don't want to just be saying anything. So when I, when you think that I'm holding my voice, I'm just choosing my words carefully. So I'm not even referring to just us as a couple. I'm saying even broader than that. Oh yeah. I mean, like in any situation, I don't want to 
I don't just blurt out the first thing that comes to my mind because sometimes the first thing that comes to my mind is based on how I'm feeling. Sometimes the first thing that comes to my mind is based on whatever preconceived whatever I have, and I need to really um, think about it first and kind of analyze the situation that, uh, and, and kind of filter my words, uh, ask myself a couple questions. Wait a minute, now are, are your feelings hurt? Are mm. you frustrated? Um, did you, were you listening? You know, did you get all the facts first? Um, and then once I've done all that, then I can choose my words accordingly. And see, I, okay. So I will, how long does that take? Because for, <laughs> for me, that seems like eternity. That's too long. Like, so if I'm in a dilemma to where my voice needs to be heard, but I'm over here analyzing and going through, like, I feel like my voice will get lost because people are expecting for me to say something and I'm over here stuck in my head and I have not shared my voice. How long does that take? It depends on the, the situation or the circumstance. Sometimes I'll be honest, I miss an opportunity um, to respond, um, but I would much rather, in my, in my opinion, I'd much rather have not said anything, then just blurt out something and it just be all wrong. But you don't feel in that moment though that your voice is lost? I don't think so. Um, no. Like the Bible says that even a fool appears wise when they're quiet. You know, I, I don't think, I, I don't think that I can make a mistake in not you know, in being quiet and contemplating um, is when I'm just frivolous with words, I think is where I would make the most mistakes. Hmm. So in other words, in finding our voice, one thing that I'm hearing you say, um, well, a couple things. I'm hearing you say that we need to be very mindful of what we say. We have to choose our words wisely because it doesn't matter on either end of the spectrum, both negative and or positive, words are very powerful and they will drive the direction in which our life will go based upon what we just said, right? Um, that's okay. Well, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Um, when we come back, um, I want us, I want you to give some more very practical tips uh, on how to even make our voice stronger um, not necessarily stronger in the aspect of people hearing us, but stronger that will help provide direction uh, for our lives. So let's take a break. Today's podcast is sponsored by Amore Legacy Publishing Company. Amore Legacy Publishing is a company that focuses on publishing with a purpose. Amore Legacy Publishing has published daily journals, therapeutic activity books, children books, and coloring books. They help Put your idea, story, and vision on pages for the world to experience. They are a family-owned and operated company whose sole purpose is to help you build your legacy. To find out more about Amore Legacy Publishing, go to www.amorelegacy, that is A-M-O-U-R-L-E-G-A-C-I.com, www.amorelegacy.com for additional information. 
let them publish your book and help you build your legacy. Now back to the show. Okay, we back, Artina. Unless um, I, I, we left off with trying to establish what makes our voice uh, to be strong, or another way of saying is, how can we strengthen our voice uh, a little bit? Uh, speak to that. Well, first I would say I don't I don't think there's such a thing as a weak voice. Um, like I, we were talking about earlier, I think you can you just choose your words poorly <laughs> at sometimes. Um, and by poorly chosen words, I'm talking about the things that we kind of repeat to ourselves on a regular basis. Um, our voice, I think, is strong. Um, I, our voice is the strongest when we're being honest, when we're being honest with ourselves, when we're being honest with other people, um, that makes our voice strong. And when we're speaking what is true, that's what makes um, our voice strong. Um, yeah, the, the words that you speak, like we said before, they have, they have power. And so if you're feeding yourself um, falsehoods <laughs> or um, non-truths, uh, then you're gonna, that's gonna reflect kind of in your life. But uh, if the words that you're speaking are what's true about who you are, about um, your purpose, about, uh, you know, why you're here, then that will inherently strengthen you and, and your voice will be strong. So and go back to the first thing that you said, and I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Are you, did you say that our voice have to be a voice that is sort of like a reflection of honesty? Is that what you said, something like that, or? I said our voice is strong when we're honest. When we're honest, okay. So, so basically, I'm trying to picture this here. So our voice is strong when we are honest. So to me, our voice, is a reflection of our heart. And from our heart comes honesty. Honesty should be in our heart and it comes out of our mouths. And so when our voice should, hmm. Let me give an example. Yeah, break this down. <laughs> so like early in our marriage. So now I'm just talking about like a, a strong voice within a, uh, a relationship, right? Early in our marriage, um, I think that I agree, just agreed. You want to have this for dinner? Sure. That's a Let's good one. Let's have this for dinner. <laughs> um, you want to go here for the weekend? Sure. Let's go here for the weekend. And so um, if, if you were to say that my, if you were to gauge whether I felt like my voice was strong or weak, I would probably say my voice was weak, even though I don't think that you can have a weak voice. That would be a weak voice. But when I started being honest about what I really wanted, that's when you got to know me better. That's when my voice became strong because I was representing who I really am. So no, I don't want to have that for dinner. <laughs> and I'm just using that as an example. Um, but when you're honest about how you feel, um, when you're honest about um, your response to something, 
that's when your voice is the strongest because that's representing who you are. Yeah. Okay. That that very good example. Now speak to this. Stay right there. Why wouldn't we be honest in the first place? For a number of reasons, you know, you some sometimes we just want to um, prevent conflict. Sometimes we're afraid to be honest about who we are. Um, I know, you know, when you're sometimes when you're um, new to a relationship, you're not sure the other person is going to be okay with that part of you. So you kind of just, you know, you agree or you set that. Or you hinder your voice. You hinder your voice. And here's the problem. This is so powerful here. Here's the problem with this. It's because now I just don't want to keep it in a keep this uh, conversation under the umbrella of relationships. But for example, if you're constantly speaking and it's not truth, I'm grabbing hold to what you are saying, patterning my life to some things um, in this context of relationship, I'm patterning my life or I'm holding on to what you say, but it's not truth. So now your voice is being hindered I'm walking away with a false narrative, if you will. And that, of course, will cause tension in a relationship. And then depending on how the, you know, disagreement or whatever you said earlier, I say argument, but uh, (laughs) debate. Debate. (laughs) um, The fingers will be pointed at me saying, I don't understand, whereas is really a reflection of you because you were not honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you're honest, you can be more consistent too. So, um, you know, if I'm constantly focused on being agreeable or um, just kind of going with the flow, um, then there's no stab, no standard established. You you don't um, develop character that way. And so, but when you're honest, you're being consistent in kind of who you are. Not to say that we don't change over time, but you know, when you're truly honest, you you are establishing your character and that consistency um, and building the strength of that voice. Yeah. So I want you to take a few minutes, our last minutes together. Um, can you um, maybe speak to working moms or just women in general on the aspect of finding or keeping their voice? Well, you already established uh, everybody has a voice. So I'm not gonna say finding your voice, but can you just speak to to that aspect? Cause sometimes life just make us feel as though we're not being heard. So. Um, take the last few minutes, you close it out uh, and speak to uh, our audience on that. Um, well, I would just have to say kind of what I've learned over the years is that you don't have to speak loudly to be heard. Um, you and I, we like to watch a lot of the home improvement shows and um, it's always inevitable that you know the design plans or the timeline have to be adjusted due to something some structural issue right 
And so there's always like a support support beam that's hidden or, um, and that just kind of affects everything. So in the end, you know, at the end of the show, you know, the marble countertops, the stainless steel appliances, the hardwood floors, they get all the shine, but the true hero is a support beam, right? And um, the foundation and the sheetrock and the concrete, and they're the most important because they hold everything together. And they allow the structure to stand, right? And so when you walk into a house that's finished, you don't see the support beams, you don't see the sheetrock, you don't see the concrete, but they're speaking, right? They're holding it down. They're, they're keeping everything um, together. So even when you don't think you're being heard, you're being heard. Um, your value, your purpose is, is there. Um, you don't have to speak loudly in order for that to happen, especially when you're talking about your spouse or your children. They're hearing you through all the things that you're doing for them, um, through the sacrifices that you're making, uh, you know, those things aren't going unnoticed. They may be going unthanked, <laughs> but they're not going unnoticed. And so that's kind of the thing that I have learned um, in my time as a wife and a mother, that you don't have to speak loudly to be heard. Wow. And on that note, that, that was very good, honey. I, that, that was a very uh, powerful statement. So you don't have to speak loud to be heard. Well, I appreciate you joining uh, the podcast. Um, season two is right around the corner and we're really gonna be very detailed in sharing our story um, and uh, some of the uh, hurdles and roller coasters that we have been on. So I look forward to having you back again um, for season two and appreciate your time. And our listening audience, I appreciate you all tuning in and uh, sharing the podcast and uh, subscribing to the podcast. Uh, before we go, dear, how can people find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Everything Renewed. All righty. Well, I appreciate that. Again, thank you for joining us today. Until next time, you all have a, a blessed day. Hey, thanks for listening to the Everything Renewed podcast. I hope you heard something that was helpful and that you can relate to. Do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe to the show. Remember, start with the mind and everything can be renewed. Until next time, stay fresh, stay cool, and stay renewed.